What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today on Sports 360, I'll be talking to baseball agent Tom O'Connell. Tom is a solo agent in a world populated by increasingly larger agencies. Tom is more than holding his own, though, and he joins us to share some of the keys to his success. He will also share his views on a variety of current topics, including the relationship between Major League Baseball and the Players Union, Commissioner Rob Manfred's recent criticism of two-time MVP Mike Trout, and the Dodgers' acquisition of perennial all-star Manny Machado, and what that means for the hunt for October. It's a good conversation with a good man and a good friend, Tom O'Connell, on Sports. Today I have with me on Sports 360, Tom O'Connell. Tom is the president and founder of O'Connell Sports Management, one of the leading baseball representation agencies in the business today. Uh, Tom is also one of my good friends, not only in the industry, but in life. And so I'm glad to have Tom with me today. Tom, how are you doing today, man? Jeff, it is an honor and a privilege, my man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I am doing great. You know, we're in the middle of the summer. We just got out of the all-star break, have some good baseball ahead of us, um, have still a good deal of summer ahead of us. So I'm doing, I'm doing fine, man. And I'm glad to have you on, on today to talk a little baseball. Well, I, I knew early on in our relationship there would be a day where you'd be an icon in the podcast community. So I'm just honored and thrilled that you're allowing me to be um, part of one of your 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 um your basically I guess your rookie season, so to speak. Um, and oh, honestly, boy. when we look back ten years from now, and and you know you're going to be more famous than you currently are. Um, we will, I'm sure, get a thrill from listening to uh, the first season of Jeff Finnell Sports 60. So I'm hmm. thrilled to be a part. Well, uh, okay. So I can see now what kind of interview this is going to be. So let me just buckle up and get ready for this one. So. <laughs> hey, lock in, kid. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, Tom, but good to have you. Um, just want to talk on and touch on a lot of um, a lot of different topics today, if we could. Uh, and, and first really just want to start out with you and, and, you know, I had mentioned this to you before, but I, I view you as, as a dinosaur. And, and what I mean by that is in an agent world that has evolved and now we see, you know, a number of, uh, corporations and mergers and, different agencies coming together in various combinations and, and, and so forth. You are a solo agent. You do have a team of others who help you in various capacities, but you're a solo agent. And so to me, you're sort of a dinosaur in the business because the business has changed. And there are other agents like you as well. So some solos who are doing great things, but um, you know, so my hat is off to you for that, but uh, just by way of background, how long have you been in the agent business? So um, I started uh, as a player representative in 1997. There was a football agency based in Orlando, Florida, run by Nick Bonacani Jr. and uh, a lawyer named John Morgan. 
John um, is an icon in the personal injury world. And he, Nick, worked for John, and they decided to start a, a football agency. And um, I had a relationship with both, both guys, and they decided, they said, hey, look, we know you're a former player, um, and we are, we're starting this agency. We'd like to have a baseball piece, and we'd love for you to be involved. Um, so I literally started in 97 recruiting minor league baseball players for Bonacani and Morgan sports. So, so 21 years as, as, as an agent. And what about baseball? Um, did you get into baseball at that time too? Or is that something that, that later on? No. So yeah, I mean, that was my, that was my um, role. My role was to. Oh, okay. Then I missed that. Okay. I got you. Okay. So for 21 years, then you've been uh, a baseball agent. And so, you know, so right now, Tom, as we sit here today, you know, we're in the middle of July 2018. How many baseball player clients do you have, both major and minor league? So I have about um, 30 clients. I have 15 on the 40-man roster. And probably at any given time this year, I've had upwards, upwards of 8 to 10 players at the major league level. Um I've got, you know, four veteran players and probably about seven to ten, you know, zero to two guys, which, you know, that's guys with less than three years of service who uh, have been gone, been going up and down um, periodically throughout the year so far. And so as, as a solo agent, you know, when you consider the numbers of, of clients that you have to service, you have to visit, you know, you, you go to their games have dinner, lunch, those types of things. How are you able to do that from a time management perspective? I would imagine that there's some challenges built in with that just based on the numbers. You're one guy, but you have, you know, you have multiple clients that you have to service. So how are you able to successfully navigate that? Time management, Jeff, honestly. I mean, just, you know, you know I've been doing this for, for so long that I've got a pretty good system as far as how I approach you know, each month of the year. I mean, clearly um, from, you know, middle of February to the end of October, um, those are my busiest months as far as, you know, client maintenance, going to see players, recruiting um, both minor league, major league, and uh, amateur draft players. You know, that kind of, it you know, goes from usually – the beginning of spring training, which is when players report in February, right up until probably the middle of November, honestly, because of the Arizona Fall League, um, you're really out there seeing players and, um, you know, traveling, client dinners, major league debuts, minor league debuts, amateur draft um, evaluating, and, you know, all those things factor in during the year. And then, you know, once we kind of get into – November, um, that's when it's, you know, general manager meetings, the winter meetings, salary arbitration, major league free agency, minor league free agency. So, you know, you're, you're not on the road as much from November to February, but during the season you're, you're on the road quite a bit. So you just have to really manage your time and, and make sure that you have a good game plan and where you're kind of seeing all your guys and making sure that they feel as, that they're a priority throughout the course of the season. 
And 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 of course, um, you you've gotten better at that as 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 you've gone along. Um, and what about just the competitive nature of the business, Tom? You, you know, the agent business and the sports business generally very very competitive, but the agent world very competitive, very cutthroat. Some would say. Um, how are you able, in, in your opinion, to compete with? you know, other agencies that are bigger, they have more resources and so on. How how are you able to successfully compete against them? Well, I think I've built a pretty powerful brand. Um, you know, I have a tremendous network with inside the baseball community, which has been, you know, built through the course of, you know, 21 years. I mean, I, I, re- I realized early on that you really had to have a powerful network of people that you could rely on. Um, and that you could, you know, your clients would benefit from, whether it be the equipment companies, the trading card companies, and then, you know, on the on the baseball side, the general managers, the minor league coordinators, the scouting directors. You just really have to have a powerful network, in which I feel I, I've done done a good job of that. I um, feel like I've kind of, you know, I'm a very – I'm out there all the time. I try to outwork my competition – and then I've just tried to continue to evolve and grow as, a, as an agent. I mean, I think every year, you know, you learn new things and you always have to be open to new ideas. And I think I've done a good job um, of doing that, of constantly evolving, um, constantly trying to grow, learn new things, um, and never be closed-minded to any aspect of what we do for a living. And on that point, Tom, you, you know, I, I, I've known you um for nearly 20 years and you know i've seen the evolution i've seen you know some of the things that you've been able to do over the years and you pretty much have touched every aspect of this business right you know the draft salary arbitration free agency multi-year contracts Uh, you've been a part of the grievance process in various respects you've also spent some time on the union's agent advisory committee and have dealt with different issues there. So you've been able to touch a lot of aspects of this industry. Having done that, what kind of confidence does that give you as an agent, as you go about your business? Well, you have a lot of confidence. I mean, you know, you learn from every negotiation. Um, Clearly you and I have done, you know, numerous negotiations You've been an integral part and and the key part of my team um, over the years, and I think that you know we've we you always have to grow uh, as a a negotiator. Um, Every negotiation that you're involved in will make you better for the next negotiation, and I think that you know as you do it, tenure is a big part of this job, and it's just like as a player, you know you're never as good, you're, you're much better fourth and fifth season in the big league than you were in your rookie season because you've learned the league, you've learned the pitchers, you've learned the hitters. Um, you now feel that level of confidence. You're, I'm sure, you're, you know, at that point you're in a guaranteed contract. So you feel that you're very grounded. And I think that that's kind of how I feel after doing this now for 20 years. There's nothing that intimidates me in any aspect of this business. And I feel that I've done it all so you know, it's 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 a great feeling to know that when you sit down with a player, you know, hopefully you're going to um, that that's going to come out. 
in the conversation, and he's going to walk away feeling, wow, that guy really knows what he's talking about and would be a tremendous choice if I decide to go with O'Connell Sports. And following following up on that, Tom, um, if you if you could identify what is the most important aspect of sort of gaining that kind of trust from your player, is it simply showing up? Because you talked about you know having to travel and be around and uh, for you know the first games and and all that type of thing. But is it that, or what, what's the most important aspect? in your opinion, of servicing your clients, uh, garnering that confidence in you and so on? Educating your client. I mean, I think that the one thing I I learned years ago is at a very early age as a minor league player, you have to start educating your players about what's going to happen when they get to the major leagues. You know, salary arbitration, value, um, things that, that, drive the bus for players. They want they want to know that you know the market, that you know their strengths and weaknesses, that you are going to prepare, be prepared to counter any um, thing the club says in regards to any of their weaknesses and be able to drive home the point of their their strengths, what they do well, why why they are, would be not only an asset for that year but multiple years if, if, if the club decides to enter, you know, engage you on that route. That's kind of what you have to do, and your player needs to feel that you're a killer, a bulldog, great, you know, great in, in the room where you can get the player is going to be well represented and he knows that. And that's what I have to make sure that they feel that comfort level knowing that Tom is the right guy for that job. And what you just mentioned, right, in terms of being in that room reveals that what you do for a living doesn't happen in a vacuum. In other words, what you are doing on behalf of your player, uh, there's somebody on the other side, club official, right? There's a club official. There's someone from a, you know, if you're getting a marketing deal, right, you have to deal with that person, right? It's not happening in the vacuum. So when we talk about baseball, when I say baseball now, I'm talking about Major League Baseball. Um, you know, as someone who represents players, do you have any difficulty acknowledging that the other side, clubs, the league, that they have simply gotten better at doing business and that if you're going to compete, you're going to have to up your game? Or do you look at the other side as engaging in dirty pool? Which, which, how do you look at that? Do you look to up your game or, you know, do you, do you kind of cry in your milk? You got to up your game. They, they have spent millions of dollars developing analytic arms for each major league club. Uh, we're in the process of, you know, continuing to evolve on the MLBPA side, on the agent side of, of that argument. But again, we have to continue to evolve to make sure that we are leaving no stone unturned and that, you know, we are, you know, armed with all the knowledge and the data um, on our side that can counteract what the club's uh, agenda, what they're, whatever they're trying to push. And Tom, on that point, what, what, what's your view of, of, of the data, right, and, and big data, you know, the sabermetrics? Um, we, it's a big part of the game. Um, but how do you 
should there be a balance and do you think there is the proper balance now between you know the science and the human element of player evaluation look there has to be a balance scouting and player development have to use data but you also there has to be a, a, a unique balance and I think when utilized properly data can be very positive I think you it, it does a nice job in not only um, evaluating but also recognizing players what their strengths are what their weaknesses are how to make them better um, but again you still need to have someone with a trained eye in order to, to correlate the data to be successful. I think, you know, I was, the other day I was sitting with a, a executive that I've, that I've been friends with a long time and just listening to him talk about watching, we were evaluating young hitters um, at an amateur event. And he was, it was just incredible to see what he, you know, just listening to what he saw. And, I asked him, you know, how did you get started in this game? And he said, I was selling tickets out of a booth in 1984. So, and now he, you know, he, you know, it's just, again, it's, this is a, a game about tenure. And, you know, the more, the longer you do it, the better you get at it. And experience is of paramount importance when you're selecting the right agent or advisor. And I think that, um, that it, that data can be, very advantageous, but it also you need to have the human element because you can't, you know, judge how big a guy's heart is, how he's going to perform when the game is on the line, game seven of the World Series in October. Those are human elements. Um, I was there last year in Houston for game five, and, you know, it was amazing watching these guys rise to that level inning after inning, performing it, you know, to, to it was just a great game to be at and and you know those guys you know Houston's a very analytical team so is LA they I know that they try to use uh sabermetrics to give their players an advantage but at the end of the day you know when the rubber meets the road the human element still is involved because those players have to rise up in those occasions and it was a it was a fun game to be at but it was a perfect example of you know the data aspect meeting the, the human aspect in, in baseball. Yeah, and, and and I agree with you. I, I think we have to make sure, or baseball has to make sure that um, that, that both elements are are utilized. You know, I, I I think Tom of you know a few years back about a player like David Eckstein, right? I think you know you look. You know, Many would have considered him too small. And I heard, you know, from clubs in a salary arbitration proceeding how they didn't think he could get the ball over to first base from his shortstop position and so on. But we know he was a World Series MVP, right? We know that you're talking about rising to the occasion, right? He was able to rise to the occasion. He just did things to help you win baseball games. Might not have blown off the data charts, you know what I mean? He might not have made all the bells and whistles go off, but he was a winning ball player. And, and so those types of things have to be taken into account, um, you know, so but both elements. So I agree with you 100%. Now, you, you said something interesting as you talked about 
you know, this, this need to blend data with the human element. You, you talked about tenure and how important tenure is. And that is such a, a good point, Tom, you know, because there are no shortcuts in this game. And I think that's something that's important for young people who may want to enter the game and those who are already in it and may want to advance at a quicker speed than perhaps the game is going to allow. Can you just talk about that a little bit more, Tom, the, the, the importance of sort of putting in your time, no matter what you're doing, an agent, a player, uh, a, a union representative, club, whatever, you have to be able to put your time in. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. I mean, look, you, you don't – the only way you become better at this is through experiences. And, you know, in order to um, – Get experience, you have to be out there. I mean, I my early years, I spent a lot of time at the ballpark. I, I always talked to scouts and tried to, you know, pick their brains on what they were looking at. And, and you know, I had a couple of dear friends kind of bring me along the way. I mean, look, you, you're one included. When I first, you know, got certified in 2001, I think I must have called you five times a week. I, I'm sure that when your assistant would say, hey, Tom O'Connell's on the phone again, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you were an experienced, you know, attorney at the the PA, and I was a young, you know, a young agent, and I was going through things for the first time. And, you know, um, the one thing that I'm very proud of is that, you know, I had to learn a lot of this stuff on my own. They kind of dropped me in the deep end of the pool, you know, back in 98, 99, and said, hey, learn how to swim. And, you know, I knew right then and there that I had to, you know, really align myself with people that can help me develop and grow. And, you know, one thing for kids coming out of college, you know, make sure that you're, you know, always accessible, personable, you know, talk to people, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're being very careful on your social media, you know, where you're not saying, you're not, you know, taking any kind of crazy stances on anything. Because, look, the clubs are, you know, if you're going to try to get a job in baseball, you know, whether it be on the club side or the player representative side, we're going to check all that. We're going to want to make sure that you're not taking any ridiculous stances. And so for young kids listening to this thing, make sure that you're, you know, you can have an opinion, but, you know, it better not be objective, or, you know, it better be, be offensive because that's going to close that door on working in the community. So, you know, I think that, again, you know, you have to earn the right to be good at this job. And, you know, I'm not going to say that a little luck is not involved because it is. You know, we can't predict injuries. We can't predict who's going to become a, you know, because that's the challenge about being a player representative in, ML, in Major League Baseball is that you still can get drafted, sign for a significant amount of money, but then you have to navigate anywhere from four to six years in the minor leagues to get to the big leagues. Um, that's a long road. So, you know, again, a little there is always a little luck involved when guys, you know, can navigate those icebergs, get to the major leagues, you know, have success and, and you know, finally get sick in three years and get to salary arbitration and start making some real money. Um, that's a long road. So, you know, I think that, you know, you have to make sure that um, you're out there grinding away, always learning, always growing, and make yourself the best, you know, agent player representative you can be. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, hey, Tom, let me ask you 
I'm going to start something new with you. And sure. I'm going to ask you a, a, a fast five. I'm going to ask you five questions. And the, the question before you is whether you're buying or denying. Do you agree with, with, with the question or the statement or not? Um, so let, let, let's try this fast five. Are you buying or denying? All right. Um, how, what, what do I, if I win the speed, if I win the speed round, how much the 25,000, is it like this is speed, speed round by 360 Jeff Pinnell right here? Yeah. You, you, yeah. You get whatever is behind curtain number three. <laughs> <laughs> how All about right, that? Listen, trust you, man. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Speed All round. right so you're going to. You're going to get what's behind curtain number three. So let's go to the first one. Um, buying or denying. Agents who take players from other agents are just recruiting. Buying or denying. Oh, you threw a bomb at me right out of the gate, huh? Um, I'm going to go with neither on that, and I'll tell you why. Um, look, I think early on in your career as an, as an agent, you have to make a choice on – whether you're going to be ethical or, or non-ethical. And I've always chosen to be a very ethical agent. I think that, you know, my job is to try to beat guys to the punch. If a player, you know, selects another representative, I always wish them well. I say, look, I, I obviously disappointed that you didn't go with me. However, if things ever change, you know, feel free to, um, to give me a call and, that's the stance I take. I, I, I've been very effective with it. Uh, I've got a lot of great relationships with other players that I don't represent because they always feel comfortable, you know, where they're not have to keep their guard up all the time. And that's the way I've, I've lived my career. Um, have I missed out on some guys? Probably, you know, but, you know, I, I sleep well at night. I feel that my reputation is, is impeccable in the industry and it's the way I choose to do my job. And, you know, so, other guys can have different ways to do it. I, I love the way I do my job, and and my ethics are a very big part of what I do in, in as being a representative, a player representative. Okay, so you're going to take a pass on that one. Okay, pass, let me see pass, if I sorry. Pass. All right, so so let me see if I can get you. On, I don't know if that's on, part of the rules. I, I don't. I don't know if that's part of the rules. But I'm going to pass on the first one. But I promise. I promise the next four. Hopefully, I'll be able to buy or deny. Okay. Well, let's just take the next one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Buying or denying this one. Major League Baseball and the union are headed for a work stoppage after this collective bargaining agreement expires. Buying or denying? I'm going to say denying. I, and here's why. We've got some very smart guys on both um, ends of this fight. Uh, it's a $10 billion business now. Uh, there's a lot at stake. Uh, I'm hoping that cooler heads will prevail here. Um, Rob and Tony will be able to find common ground. I think that the players need to be, you know, it's our job as, as agents, along with the Players Association, to make sure that every young player is, you know, versed on all the important topics as the veteran players are. The veteran players' jobs is to make sure that they're, educating young players. Um, but then, look, if one side's being unreasonable, I think that it's very important for us to make sure that the, you, that the commissioner's office is aware that we will dig in and fight 
for every yard. And that's going to be our job as as a group to really dig in and make sure that um, we are truly prepared for that fight. And, look, no really significant negotiation is ever going to be easy, right, Jeff? I mean, we've been in a bunch of them ourselves with with players, and you know, as far as players versus their, their club, especially at the arbitration table. So I think, you know, again, you know that everybody, I think, in a negotiation has to feel like they've given up something a little bit, and we have to make sure that we're, we're getting the right things and that, you know, the both sides feel like, yeah, we may have given a little here, but we've, we've got some things that we feel good about. And our job is to make sure that we prioritize the right things to be, to be, you know, feel good about. Okay. So that one, you, you, you denied it with a caveat. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's the only way you can really answer, truly answer okay. that question because again, I hope not. I mean, I hope, because again, I, I you know, look, I think that there's no, nobody ever, nobody ever wins with a lockout in my opinion. So I think that, but at the same time, you have to be able to be prepared. So I guess you got to be prepared. Do I hope for the best? Yeah. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. I think that's the strategy okay. that we have to have moving forward on this deal. So, Okay. All right. So let's go to the third one, buying or denying. Um, at this year's All-Star Game, Commissioner Manfred made some statements to the Baseball Writers of America concerning Mike Trout. And essentially, he said Mike Trout needs to be more interested in in, in marketing himself. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I think that was the point. So buying or denying, Commissioner Manfred was off base for criticizing Mike Trout for not being more interested in marketing himself. I'm I'm buying that he he was off base. Absolutely. I I think, and not to be critical of, of Manfred, but... You, you, that's not his, I don't feel that his, it's his place. Um, I think that, you know, Mike Trout has, has been an ambassador of this game. Um, I don't personally know Mike, but I know his agent Craig, uh, who's a very sharp guy and he's done a, a, a nice job with Mike. I mean, he, he's, look, the guys, I'm sure trying to win a World Series, you know, he's out there with, with does a lot of things I, I believe in the community. So I really feel that, you know, it's, it's, you know, Mike has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. And for anybody to be critical of that is stay in your lane. You know, I, I think that Mike and his team, you know, have a plan. And I'm sure it's very well thought out. And they're executing it. And, look, this is a hard game. You pay 162 games a year. You know, players' time is tremendously valuable. And, you know, when you're trying to win a World Series or and, and get in the playoffs, you know you have to train, you have to sleep. You know, there's a lot, a lot of demands with that schedule. So I think that Mike has absolutely earned the right to dictate his schedule, and I'm sure that you know I don't think anybody should ever criticize that player on on that aspect of it because I I believe the guy does a lot of stuff not only for the Angels but the community and and our our great game of baseball. Okay, number four. You're getting better, Tom. Number four. Let's see if we can keep <laughs> it rolling. 
I want to be I want to be invited back for season two. So okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's see. Here's here's number four of the Fast Five: buying or denying. The Dodgers recently acquired uh, Manny Machado from the Baltimore Orioles. And now that Machado is in the Dodgers fold, the Dodgers or are the odds on favorites to win the World Series this year. Buying or denying. Okay, I'm gonna deny with an asterisk because I don't wanna I don't wanna say the Dodgers can't win the World Series, but as a as an agent who represents several players in contention with the Dodgers. Um, I think it's going to be a, a great October. Uh, I think there's a lot of very exciting young teams, Atlanta, Philadelphia, you know, obviously the, the monsters with the Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, the Houston Astros to never rule out the Indians. There, there's a lot of really, really good teams involved in this pennant race. Uh, I think baseball has done a great job with the wild card to allow the, uh, there's a lot of competition now. So while I feel that, that was a great upgrade for the Dodgers and probably, you know, they feel really good about their situation. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of really good teams. They're going to give them a run for their money. So I think just buckle up, strap in, and October is going to be another special October in 2018. Fair enough. Okay, so number five, buying or denying. Baseball needs to find a way to make the game both both faster and cooler to appeal to kids and millennials. Oh, I'm buying that 100%. Look, they need to continue to evolve with these programs that they're doing in the communities. You know, the only way we're going to grow our game is to make sure that we're involving young children. And, and you know, there's a lot, like, the travel ball community has really kind of taken over the, the lower levels, like the 12 and, and 12 to 15, 16. Um, which is great. Um, I think that they, the travel ball community has done a nice job in helping kids secure scholarships, um, getting, uh, giving them access to pro teams to, to get evaluated if they're a potential draft, um, draft possibility, but it's still very expensive. And I think that, you know, we, the major league baseball needs to have an initiative to where it's, it's driving the bus on making it affordable for families to make sure that they can get those, you know, get great instruction, use some of the former retired players that are looking to do things and get them out there in the communities and let them teach and develop some of these young, you know, aspiring major league future players. They should do that. And I, I think that it's something collectively, hopefully with the, the PA and the, and, the, uh, and, the, and the commissioner's office, they can, they can have those type of initiatives. As far as speeding up the game, look, again, I'm a baseball guy. I – I can easily watch a three-hour game, sometimes even two, two, three games in a day if I'm evaluating amateur players. But I understand that the average fan probably wants it to be a little quicker. Most other games are faster, like, you know, football, obviously, hockey, basketball. So I think that, you know, the way to maybe capture the young audiences, make it more a little bit inter- – make, make it interactive with kids, figure out a way to maybe have some types of programs where – they can, you know, do things during the game, whether it be statistics, trivia, whatever the case may be. But I think that if we can do that, kids will be involved because, you know, your kids are on their phones or tablets. Um, they're always on their devices. 
So let's try to figure out a way. We did a great job with the streaming part of it because I know now everybody can watch games on their phones. Let's take it to another level. Let's try to, you know, integrate some other aspects that can entertain, you know, the average fan, especially the average young fan, as as the game's evolving so they feel that they're not going to lose their attention. All right. So, Tom, you did – you did pretty well there, man. You know, with the first the 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 first installment of buying or denying. So you you, you did pretty well there. Um, well, you know they have those they have those the reunion shows. So I want to make sure that I qualified. For, you know, again, you got a lot more interviews I'm going to go this year, but maybe I'll get invited back for the reunion show. Man, you're so far down the road. I mean, reunion show. <laughs> you know, the reunion show. I want to be invited for the for the Fast Five reunion show. You know, that, maybe you'll do that during the World Series. I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll see about that. Now, now, Tom, here, here's the deal, right? Now, I've known you for a long time, and, and I've learned some things about you along the way. And one of the things I know is that in college, you were a radio and television man. And you were, I think that was your area of study. So Wow, yes. So I know you have one of those radio voices. So... Why don't you give us a little taste of of the Tom O'Connell radio call as you used to do it back in the day? Good afternoon, everybody. This is Sports 360 with Jeff Fennell. Today, our special guest will be Tom O'Connell, MLB agent. He's going to talk about what it's like to be an agent, the experiences. Tom is going to be – his hour is going to be brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste, never fills you up, never lets you down, making a Miller Lite. And by Michelin, so much is riding on your tires. We'll be back in a moment with our host, <laughs> Jeff Finnell. Man, that 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 that's pretty good. That, that <laughs> and what's really good about it? What you could just roll out of bed and do that? I mean, like, oh, you, buddy. Good afternoon. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. This is Tom oh Ogle along with Jeff Finnell. I can do it, buddy. Like I said, if this thing doesn't work out, I have to have something to do when I'm in my 60s, right? So, I mean, again, but, if if, uh, if I decide to do this in my 60s, maybe, who knows? I mean, Kevin Millar has his own show on, on intentional talks, so you never know. Like, I, I could yeah, maybe somebody yeah, listen to the podcast and wants to – to bring me into that to that arena, I'll be all in on. I, I'm going to mix. I'm going to mix up sports here. We're going to take a 20 second timeout. <laughs> but 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 you know that no one does that on radio or television anymore, right? No one, no one does that. I mean that that was back in the day. You can't do that today. You know that, right? Well. I mean, obviously, I'm sure that's the way it is, but you know what? <laughs> Let me get my shot. Who knows? Maybe I can bring it back. I mean, you never know. So if okay. if, uh, if, 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 if if Sports 360 launches my second career, then I will be more indebted than I already am to you. So, uh, which I'm sure my, my uh, you're, you're one of my dearest friends, so I have no problem owing you more than I already owe you now. So I, I like that. Well, we'll 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 see. We'll talk about that one. Um, but hopefully, look, you'll continue to have the success that you have had so far in the agent business, and even greater success, so that um, you won't even have to consider getting back into radio and television <laughs> well, broadcasting. <laughs> truly, I'm I'm truly excited, obviously, about where we are, and and you know, I've got some. Really good veteran players, some really sure. exciting young players, um, you know, that are they're really 
uh, it, it's just it's a fun time to be in this industry. Um, it's a very lucrative industry. If if you can, you know, um, John Morgan always used to tell me like, you know, these are the toughest businesses to get into, but once you get over the backside of the mountain, the ride down is really terrific, and that's truly how it's kind of been for me. Um, in that it was, it's a really hard business to get into, and it's a very tough climb because you got to fight a lot of lions and tigers along the way. But if you're able to, you know, like we talked about earlier, get that tenure, um, you know, and get to the top, you know, you and you can really enjoy the ride down. And, and look, it's it's truly an honor and a privilege to represent Major League Baseball players. Uh, I've uh, been blessed to be able to do it for 21 years, and I hope to do it for a lot longer. Um, it, it's no better feeling to see a kid make his major league debut, um, what it's like to be for, with the family and, and your friend, their friends, and watch a kid drink, draft it for the first time and, and go through that experience with them. So those are, those are really fun parts of the, of the job. Um, and then it's the other, the other side of the job is, you know, when, when a player gets released and he's done, and now he's looking to find that next chapter in his life. You'd be there to help him with that. And, you know, I'm truly blessed to have some great relationships with guys that I represented years ago and still stay in touch with. And, and that's part of kind of the culture that I've tried to create in my firm um, to, to really, you know, not only help these guys during their playing career, but truly be in their lives when they're, they're, they're either getting the coaching or scouting or, you know, business development. I mean, I think that that's, you know, the best part of what we do for a living. And, and these relationships are, you know, fragile and important. And, and you always want to make sure that you're doing everything you possibly can to uh, to stay involved and, and stay in touch, you know, pre and post uh, career with, with your clients. And I think that that's the best part of, of, of this job. Well, Tom, I mean, continue doing what you're doing. Um, like I said, I've, I've known you for a while. I've seen that, you know, the success and, you know, continued success to you. Um, but listen, man, I, I appreciate you taking some time to, to come on Sports 360 and and have a little fun and, and also talk about some important things. So I appreciate that. And 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 who knows, um, you know, maybe we will have you back Um the next time and maybe we'll give you a, a, a terrific 10 instead of a fast five the next time. But Tom, <laughs> thanks again, man. <laughs> thanks again for, uh, for stopping by today. Well, Jeff, thanks for having me on sports 360, buddy. I wish you nothing but continued success and I will see you soon. Take care, buddy. Okay. Tom O'Connell, everybody. That's the sound of Tom O'Connell a dinosaur on the present sports agent landscape. Tom is among a select group of solo agents in baseball that continues to dwindle in number. That's what makes his perspective so appealing. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a comment or one of those nice emojis. We'll get the point. Speaking of getting, I'm about to get on up out of here. Scully just pulled up in one of those Jurassic Park Jeep joints. I better hop in. Brothers and dinosaurs sometimes just don't get along. Don't believe me? <laughs> just ask Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> 
It was nice hanging with you. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Sports 360. Scully.